This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Sorry, I was taking care of something extremely important. I was worried you sat on your balls again. (laughs) Only metaphorically, my friend. Only metaphorically. (laughs) So let me tell you a little bit about the joys of having children. Uh, (laughs) Please, enlighten me. So in order to bond with um, Val's daughter, her big thing right now is Pokemon. And I was like, great, I can get there. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't the thing when I was growing up, but, like, I can do Pokemon. It's Pokemon, right? It's video games. It's got to catch them all. I remember this. So one game um, that we uh, play is Pokemon Go, which is the one you go around and – I've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah, Here's the thing about the game. As a casual player just kind of doing whatever, it's fine. But now that I play this thing nonstop with her, and now I'm invested in the game, right? Because like the little battles I do with the seven-year-olds in my neighborhood, I've never met them, but you can gear up and do a battle and get my ass kicked, right? Because uh-huh. they know what, what Pokemon are weak and strong against water Pokemon versus ice or psychic or fairy or all this other shit that's in the game, which now I'm becoming obsessed with, right? Because I'm like, okay. If I'm going to make this a casual hobby of mine, I'm not going to suck at it. She's going to eventually <laughs> want to know how to do better. So, so wait a minute. So you are you're getting hyper competitive. I wouldn't say hyper com- like yesterday, yesterday, maybe the night before was a day where I just kind of lost my mind because I lost like five of these battles in a row. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start researching this game a little bit and looking into it. So very standard video game stuff. You catch a Pokemon. It has a certain level of combat power. You use mm-hmm. candies to upgrade its combat power, blah, 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 blah. And then I discover a little section called the ranking of your Pokemon. So you can go anywhere from a zero to three star, and then you can have a perfect Pokemon, right? Okay. Is that a four star Pokemon? No, it's just perfect. It's just all of their stats are read across the board. And as you level them up, they're the most powerful. Well, I never knew this. So now here I am like a jackass leveling these Pokemon up. I'm not even leveling up the right quality Pokemon. I'm leveling up zero stars and one stars as opposed to the all stars or the three star. Anyway, So one of my, by random happenstance, my Pikachu, which I believe everybody is familiar with this fucking character. So it's good that it was this one so that everybody understands what I'm talking about. Pikachu evolves into Raichu, right? Okay, sure. And I happened to evolve this Pikachu and it was a three star. It was my beast. It was my tank. Anytime there was a problem, I send in the three star Raichu, cleans fucking house, right? And it's cute because I have a Raichu and Val's daughter has a Raichu. She evolved her own. Val has a Raichu, so everybody has a Raichu, right? That's that's so sweet. So when I don't see the, the kid for a couple of days, she goes, hey, can I see your phone? Can I look at your Pokemon? She knows the code to my phone. She goes into my phone. She looks at my Pokemon. She's like, oh my God, this is cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, take, yeah, take whoever you want. Because what I did was I starred and favorited the ones that I didn't want her to send because she's seven, right? Uh-huh. And so that's a good enough stop card. I'm cooking dinner for uh, Val, her sister, and me last night. I come over. And uh, she go, uh, the daughter goes, look at what I did. And she trades my goddamn Raichu to herself. First of all, 
this chick already has a Raichu. I don't know why she needs mine just because it's better. And two, she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that was your only one. I'll give it back to you. We'd look it up. You can only trade Pokemon once. Only once. I spent so much online in-game currency evolving this motherfucker to the point where it was perfectly feasible. So I'm sitting there. But you know what? (laughs) But you know what? You spent all that time and now it was a gift to this seven-year-old who will be able to use it probably a lot better than you can. Sure. Anyway. (laughs) So Val's like, you okay? And I was like, I think this is a really good teachable moment because it's important for her to understand. She doesn't have any siblings. So it's important, the idea of sharing and asking permission and stuff like that. So we used it as a teachable moment. You know, kiddo, you can't just take things from people without asking. Great teachable moment. And I felt it was important to take the teachable moment even further. So oh, sure. the 10 minutes I asked for before we started was because uh, she left her iPod here and uh, I know her password. So I just combed through all of her Pikachus and I found a Raichu with three stars and I just traded it to myself. You don't steal from me. A Lannister never forgets. No, we, wow. had, to, <laughs> we had already talked about it ahead of time. She was like, you can have this one. I was like, oh, okay. So she has mine. I have hers. We've named them both after each other at this point. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just so long as that hasn't caused any friction in the household. Oh, she's dead to me. (laughs) She just doesn't know it yet. Uh I'm going to take everything she loves as she clearly. No, it it was, it was a very, very funny moment, but what was really odd was very much what you said, which was like, I just didn't care. It was just a fun moment with the kid. And it was, uh, it was a good bonding moment. No, that's, that's all these need to be at this point. We needed, by the way, everyone to start out with, uh, my my rabbit hole of Pokemon because I get the feeling Jared is going to tell me that he has a a fatal diagnosis coming his way. Based <laughs> off of, based it is not. It is not quite that bad. Yeah. So so yeah, uh, I, I I know. You want me to lead you into this? I'll give you a lead. Hey bud, how you feeling this week? <laughs> well, <laughs> still like garbage. Yeah. What you got? So well, we're hang on. I, I told you we're gonna. I didn't know. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow you to guess this in one shot, oh. like you normally do when I <laughs> when I have such things available. Tuberculosis. Um, so we recorded the last episode of the podcast on Thursday, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes, yes. And I was not feeling great, but I, you know, I, I had a, a telehealth appointment and I had a PCR test that came back negative, so I knew whatever I had wasn't COVID. <laughs> so okay. just I feel like garbage over the weekend. And I, I basically did a just went to a I did a walk in at my doctor's office. I didn't mm-hmm. have an appointment. I just walked in and they just and hoped they could take me when when they could. So I get into the uh the waiting room and the 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 tech, the like the the assistant mm-hmm. who takes all your all your vitals and whatnot, she had a uh, she had a uh, a broken middle finger mm. on her right hand, which will come into play in just a moment. So I'm talking to the doctor and he's, you know, checking my lungs. He said, your lungs sound fine. Mm-hmm. Blood pressure's good. Everything like that. We're going to take some, we're going to need to take some blood to, to have it tested. And, he, uh, and then he said, here's where you can go to do that. And I said, wait a second, you don't, I can't, I can't do that here. <laughs> he goes, well, the assistant, I, I, I forget her name. She has a broken finger, so she can't, she can't do it. I'm like, 
you can't do it. He's like, <laughs> right. And he's like, well, you know what they always say, always have a nurse, <laughs> always have a nurse to take your blood, not a doctor. And I'm like, well, hopefully you've kept up on your training <laughs> because if you can do this, let's do this. Okay. And I'm like, Hey, listen, you're the guy with the stethoscope around your neck. Okay. I'm, I'm supposed to be trusting what you're, what you're able to do. I hope that you didn't skip that class when it came to jabbing people with needles. And he's like, yeah, okay, fine. And so, and he, he went in uh, on my, on my right arm and apparently like he, he tried and the vein collapsed is what he said. The vein collapsed, which sometimes happens. Does it? Huh. After yeah, that not. much apprehension to actually do the thing that's being so requested? He, so he, the needle went in painlessly. Okay. But then, but then something happened and the blood stopped flowing and the vein collapsed or whatever. So he had to go in on arm number two. Oh yeah. And he's like, and he's like, okay, I, I apologize. Normally I'm very good with this, but it, it's been a little while. He said, normally I'm very good with this, but it's been a while. Which yeah. is it doc? Are the you doc- normally very good with this or has it been a while? Cause these both are contrasting can, statements. No, both can be true. He, it, it will have been a while since he's taken someone's blood. Cause generally he doesn't. I don't generally know. It's the tech that does it. No, I, I get that. But I feel like this guy had apprehension going into it. Yeah, he and did because fucked he's out up of your vein and then tried to be like, I was terrific back in college. It's like, right. Well, yeah, I'm sure he was. If I was good at basketball 20 years ago. Then I can't say to somebody, hey, I'm sorry, I can't hit a shot. Normally, I'm really good at this 20 years ago. Sure. This doctor is not presently good at doing the thing he's doing is what not I'm not presently. Saying. He is currently zero. He's zero. For, he's zero for one at this point. Yeah. So. All right. So he he gets the needle in the second arm, which hurt like a son of a bitch. Uh, but but the blood came out and uh, and he got it in the vial and everything like oh, yeah. that. So he, he ran through a whole list of, of things that it possibly could be, mm-hmm. but they but they had to get the get the blood test to find out. So sent me home and I've, I've, I've been feeling very various gradations of of crappy okay. for going on a week now. I've been in bed for most of the time. I've been I, I been hydrating. I drank a river. I peed an ocean. To okay. quote John Panette. So I get the call yesterday from the doctor. Your okay. test, your results came back. And I will give you three guesses. Three as guesses. To what I have. Well, technically, you only get one guess. One, really three, only, it, it only ever takes one Three guess. questions, one guess. Sure, 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 sure. What have been your symptoms? What, what, what have been the things that... It's been, I mean, I have had a cough, but that hasn't okay. been the main thing. A lot of it has been like fatigue, headaches, sweat, like I've been sweating on and off. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's been very tough to regulate body temperature, but mostly it's just been, I have just been out of it. I mean, that you, I'm, this is not my guess, but it sounds like you have COVID. Like that's, that's I don't, what COVID I is. Don't I don't have it. I have an official diagnosis and it's not that. I'm going to go with diabetes, final answer. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> what is no, it? it is it is not diabetes. Good, that's good. That's good. It's a it, it's a viral. So it situation. is a curable thing. It's a curable thing. Well, it Something goes away gonna eventually. Work, it's going to work its way through my system eventually. There Do is no mean, actual treatment for it other than rest and fluids. Walking pneumonia? Nope. No. 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 So as as a, a running theme in this podcast. 
uh, I would say that the two of us are are largely immature people, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. We're, we're trying to hold on to our youth as Not much as we can. Yes, and it, it, this is uh, I apparently have found this theme in my recent health because I got to get my goddamn wisdom teeth taken out. That's right. right? That's right. You're back to being 14 years old. I found another way to hold on to my youth. What do you have? I have mono. You have mono, Jared. Who are you kissing? You know what? (laughs) No, nobody. Is Andrea okay? Well, she just got tested the other day just because. But And it's funny. She went to the same doctor I did. And my and, and the doctor's like, listen, in defense of your husband, it's called the kissing disease, but there are tons of other ways. To yeah, no, I, I got that. I got that. I, I was more making. So, you know, I thought I had mono once for an entire year. It turned out I was just really bored. So, yeah. So I, a 46 year old man, have mono and I don't know how I got it, but apparently like the incubation period for it is about four weeks. So I'm trying to go back to where I was four weeks ago and I did attend my friend's son's bar mitzvah. That sounds, I mean, yeah. There might've been some kids slobbering on the cheese plate. I have no idea. Someone could have spat in my food. I have no idea. Even a comedy club thing where it's just people like laughing and, you know, projectiling all over the place. I could have exchanged droplets with an audience member. I have no idea, (laughs) but, but, yep. As a, as a continuation of a running theme on the show, I have goddamn mono. If you progress backwards the way that you have been, the next thing that you should be getting is chicken pox. And if you do, <laughs> right. call me so we can all hold a chicken pox party. We can all right. get it at the same time. And this way we're immune to it. Yeah, did no, you do that I, when you were younger? Was Did you ever go to a I didn't have chicken party? No, no, I didn't have a chicken pox party. I, I actually just got chicken pox. This is why it confuses me how this generation doesn't understand how viruses work, because my generation was the generation of parents who, if one kid had chicken pox, they threw a party and all sure, the no, kids no. came over so that they all caught the virus right. and then built up an immunity to it. And now 30 years later, nobody wears any masks. Like it's well, a very no, strange thing. Well, no, no, no. The thing with chicken pox is it's better to get it when you're young. No, agreed. agreed. And you only get it once. So yeah, so I I'm just going to be sleepwalking through the next couple of weeks. Yeah, what's your what's what's the uh, not the diagnosis? What's the treatment plan here? Do the treatment plan is just to you... to no, there was nothing prescribed. I've just got to rest. I got to rest and 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 stay hydrated and let it work its way through. You have like you have like COVID light. <laughs> kinda, kinda. Okay, you don't have COVID, but you're going to do exactly the same things you should do if you had COVID. No right? Yeah, no, with I, people, no lay down. I'll be wearing a mask when I'm out and about because I don't, it's more about containing my droplets than protection from other people. I agree with, I think that if you're not feeling well, you're going out, pop on a mask. We've normalized it now. Yeah. Don't be that guy. I wanted to bring up something about, about the nature of this podcast. Yes. I I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm just, yes, Andy. (laughs) Yes. Go. What the nature of it? Because I think we, we, the Jared Stern, realize that the outside world is becoming increasingly awful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and this podcast is designed as a distraction from those things yeah we don't really touch on the stuff we we are the we are the anti-awful yeah we try to be as much as we can we are a very much a self selves 
centered podcast. Yes. Yes. So we, because you don't, you don't come to us to be well informed on political or socio-political or any yeah. of those things like that, that. You ain't coming here for that. That's you're, not, you're, you're, yeah. you're coming here as a, as a distraction from the creeping dreck that is happening around the country, nay the world. So I just regardless want to- of how little time we have left as a species, that precious few moments are designed to be spent here with us. Yeah, just as an escape. Yeah, it just l- listen to listen to to me having complaining about having mono and and me and stealing to- a little child's Raichu because yeah, she took exactly. mine first. It's fine. A, a ton of shit has gone down. It's just been like, awful. In, yeah, in the last couple of weeks, like the two of which like eerily close to not only where I am presently, but also where I was before. Oh, right. Well, how close are, how close are you to Buffalo? About three hours away, but that's not the okay. thing that freaks us all out. Cause the kid wasn't from Buffalo. The kid was from what Syracuse or something. Syracuse. I know he drove several hours. Yeah. But then the one in California was five minutes away from where I was working at Semaphore. It was that church right around the corner. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot all about the thing in California. Yeah. I mean, everything's coming so it's just like so fast and uh so yeah so uh, i want to let the, our listeners know that we know that this shit is happening and we too are very concerned about mm-hmm. said shit yeah yeah but we're not the informed people that you should be listening to for a reaction on it there might be a topical like punchline that comes with it over the week but yeah right like because at this point, it's really tough to go through the stupid shit that I want to talk about when there have been like what three shootings this week in Ukraine and like yeah. uh, Russia, and it's just crazy. And yet, at the same point, at during all of that happening, I discovered Crocs this week. So, like, what do you mean you discovered? I've Crocs? never put on a pair of Crocs before until earlier in this week, and I have yet again missed a train that I you wish have, I had gotten on years ago. You have not lived, my friend. My God, it's like walking on a cloud. It's it delightful. And you could wash them in the dishwasher. <laughs> what? How perfect of a shoe is? Why are we wearing anything but these shoes anytime? I've never put mine in the dishwasher, but I know that that's an option available to me. You rock the socks? You go socks? I, no, no, I do not. I do not put socks in my Crocs. I do <laughs> not on, like them, Sam. I am. I've gone socks, but I really like them. No socks. Like if it's raining out, this is a far more secure sandal to wear out. If I need to dart out in the rain really quickly, sure. check the mailbox. It's nice. It's nice. Now, yeah. so so you're you're wearing the Crocs that your that the the seven-year-old would wear like you're no, actually no. wearing the ones with the my feet are them. slightly bigger than that but no, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not much bigger than, I'm not saying... much than, i'm saying it's not much bigger than the ones but yes i have the og original yeah. like holes in them crops. the holes in them with like the back strap yeah kinda, i felt like i didn't want to jump into some of their like newer designs i felt like i needed to experience like a traditional version of it and then i can expand outwards into the because I was always down on the the OG design of mm-hmm. the Croc. The way that I got into wearing Crocs was Andrea and I were visiting her mother in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale, and there's a Crocs store like right on the beach, and they were having a big sale. And I was looking in there, and I was like, "Oh, they have other shoes besides the ones that the are laces." Yeah. Well, no, not laces. They, these are slip-ons. These are they like slip-ons, also. 
Yeah, because I don't, they, I don't do lace. They look like actual shoes, anymore. and I, I, I wore that. I, I, I wore that pair out, like to yeah. the point where a, like I put a hole in, like in the toe area, in the big toe area. How they're made of, they're made of like galvanized rubber. Uh, no, no, no. But these are. This is more of a like the the top part was more of a weave. Oh, okay, kind of a thing. okay. Because uh, they, they were like they're like more like beach shoes. Yeah, I mean, I guess Crocs are beach shoes anyway. But but uh, not only. And this is this is a big point of this is a big sore subject in this household. So the Crocs that I originally got from this Croc store were blue. Mm-hmm. They they were like a a dark blue. Like a dark okay. navy blue or like a dark, na- dark navy blue. Dark navy blue. Gotcha. Over time. Oh my God. That color got bleached out to more of like a purplish brown. Okay. okay. <laughs> and now every time I talk about these shoes, Andrea has been gaslighting me, telling me <laughs> that they're brown. And I'm like, no, no, no. Those <laughs> shoes are blue. And she's like, nope, they're brown shoes. Those are your brown shoes. And I'm like, like, and I show, I try to show her pictures, but here's the thing. So going back that far in time, picture quality, maybe, I mean, this isn't going back. How long ago did you have these shoes? No, I, I, I bought them in like, like maybe like 2014, 2015. Okay. So not terribly. They've been around a while. Yeah. Um, but, but picture like megapixels on, on. Oh yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Are, are are far superior now to what they were back then. So when I go back through my old Facebook pictures to try and find a shot of my feet when I was wearing them, yeah. a it's either a little too far away or like and so like the the color like there's plausible deniability that they are not, that they are brown, blue, or otherwise. Sure, and I've tried me, to get other I've tried to get other people to, to send me these pictures. Say, some of these Those pictures. shoes are blue. Once you and... send me over that profile pick app, I went down a, 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 a photo <laughs> rabbit hole. I found an app that restores old photos. I've taken photos that I was incomprehensible oh. in before and have turned them into as if I was taken on like a new iPhone yesterday. I will run these through my system and I will get you the evidence you need. I will find I, I, find I, these I, for me. We'll I do a follow up next week because honestly, this whole conversation is somewhere between like that black and blue dress Right, and right, like, right. It's, and like the well, ship of Theseus. It's it's somewhere weirdly Yanny, in between those two areas, which is was it like Yanny and Laurel? Yeah. Oh, yes, Yanny and Laurel. What the question is, what defines the color of a shoe that has been worn over time? Is it the color <laughs> it was originally bought in, or is it the color it ended in? Right, exactly. And 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 the other thing is they were so worn out, like there was no identifying, there was no label. identifying markings like on the on the label that yeah. all of that, all that was worn off. So but I, but I went through and I, uh, they had kind of like a, a bright yellow insole. Okay. Like the, and so, and I was looking on the Crocs website. To there you see go. Which shoes had that insole. And I'm like, oh, look, the blue ones did. The blue ones had that. She's like, nope, those are brown shoes. And so now I don't even put up a fight anymore. Anytime it comes up and it does come up on occasion, uh, I just say, yep, you're right. They're brown. I don't want to have the Send fight. Send me the I pictures. I, I, <laughs> I can get you the evidence you need. And and since then, I, she, she has bought me a new pair of blue I, ones. Blue, yeah, blue ones. The like, same blue ones well, with the yellow. Bluish, insult? bluish gray. Not exactly the same. Okay. But but now I, I have those, and those are my new Crocs. And I want to. Yeah. I want. I, I want this mystery solved. I'll, I'll send you those pictures. I got to find them first. They're 
Like they're they're deep in some in some Facebook. It doesn't have to be great. Albums. Just screenshot it and like send it my way, and I'll take care of it. So uh, I saw this pop up. There is a Spinal Tap sequel in yes. the works. Yes, there is with Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. Michael McKeon, mm-hmm. Christopher Guest, and Harry Shearer all coming back. Now I want to help you buffer your level of potential disappointment for this film by diverting that disappointment towards me oh when okay you find out that i've never seen spinal tap fuck there jared see see this is a healthy jared. place to put that disappointment there it is see god and i'm a huge christopher guest fan it's just one of those ones that slipped through the uh slipped through the cracks well this is the original christopher guest movie i mean no, that, he didn't direct it but but he this is this is this is the first mockumentary yeah no i know it's it's been on the list to just do for years but you it's gotta. always you gotta it's it's so good and i and love all of his other movies i love a mighty uh best in show a mighty wind like yeah, they, yeah, they're that, all amazing for your consideration wasn't quite as good i, I mean it was it was it wasn't bad it was fine it was yeah. it did its own thing but I, I i think it's tough to 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 recapture best in show the the balance of the actors with the animals it's just a perfect storm no, of like a best, fantastic movie yeah best in show is fantastic I thought I did think a mighty wind was a good follow up to that. I loved the mighty a, wind I thought a mighty it was, wind was a, yeah. a mighty wind was a lot more heartfelt yeah than than best in show but man just uh, Eugene Levy was 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 fantastic in it I mean the the, the whole cast was fantastic this is a I, I'm going to slide this in really quickly because it doesn't need to be a big thing yesterday or the day before we were uh, sitting around playing a card game called phase 10 and just in the background oh, yeah, I know phase 10, sure. great game we watched all three austin power movies back to back to back they are making a fourth austin powers movie well not only are they making a fourth austin powers movie but have you seen the pentaveret it is so high up on the list that literally as soon as val's sister leaves tomorrow we start it so Here's the thing, because I also I started the Pentaveret. I watched the first episode of the Pentaveret, and meh. What? No. Yeah, it's 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 fine. It's it's basically when when Austin Powers first came out. What was that? 1999. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Something like 97, that. 97, 98, something like okay. that. Okay. So maybe if a uh, 25 year old me. Back in 1997, watch the Pentaveret. Okay, I would think it was the funniest goddamn thing about. Okay, seen. it feels like Mike Myers and his his comedic sensibilities are kind of stuck in neutral. It feels like he hasn't updated anything. Gotcha. He, even though he plays like almost every character in the fucking show, and it is impressive, he's telling all the same jokes like okay. it's the same it's a one trick pony kind of thing like it's all bad austin powers-esque okay type of okay. stuff fair 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 which is why i'm not terribly excited for a new austin powers movie like maybe i'm wrong go ahead watch watch the first episode of the pentaveret and, oh. the, and 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 i am not taking any way and too much away from it there are there are some good gags in it i laughed out loud once or twice but on the whole, it is just, eh, I just, it, it, it left me wanting. B- just considering it is kind of his return 
to that style of comedy and and filmmaking or tv making or whatever yeah did you watch uh the 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 the, re, the revamped version of the gong show when it came out i feel like i did yes so abc did yeah oh no it was version. awful wasn't it it was terrible Mm-mm. no 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 it was actually oh was it was cool. mike myers was the host mike myers was the host and it was so good it was it was they didn't build they it. never like, mentioned it yeah yeah and i was and, and for the first couple episodes i didn't know really <laughs> i just i just thought it was some some british guy that that i had never heard of he but, was his his him being on the gong show reminded me of one of my favorite things martin short has ever done in his entire career which oh, is uh, Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick, yeah, sure. I mean, just so, I mean, it's just so solid the whole way through. And that's what Mike Myers, I felt like his host of the Gong Show gave me a little bit of uh, Jiminy Glick vibes. So, so after, so after seeing the Pentaveret. Yeah. And seeing. You watched the whole thing. No, no, no. I just watched the first episode because the first episode was like, nah. Uh, I know. I, strict, I, I, you got to give it at least two, got, but three and, and, to really judge it. And they're very short episodes. So I could easily binge the whole, it's like only six episodes long. I could do the whole six, you know, standing on my head. Right. But so I just- Essentially, to, we're, like a, I, we're like a child and a parent at dinner being like, Jared, we need you to take one more bite. Like, I didn't like the first bites. Like, take a tiny right, bite. Bites they're suck. very tiny bites. It's okay. Yeah, they're, they are, they're very tiny bites. Well, here's the thing. I, I was watching it with Andrea and she also was like, this ain't, this ain't working. Yeah. So we just decided not to spend any more time with it. I get it. I do. But but this is but seeing seeing the Pentaverit, seeing my first impressions of the Pentaverit, and now seeing this news about a new Spinal Tap movie with all of the old guys. Now, granted, granted, Christopher Guest and company have a great track record. Yeah. They've they and and so I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. But this is very much a you should probably have left well enough alone and come, maybe come like it's got to be. Are they going to treat it like they're the like a like a Rolling Stones thing where they they're trying to get the band back together to tour right more like time a blues brothers as, thing, as yeah. a nostalgia act kind of deal. I, hey. I I assume that that's going to be how it is. And also, I'm really really worried that it's going to turn into a giant improv circle jerk with all of the current crop of actors who are into that shit, like Ken Jeong and all of these people who just like to go on these, these, these shows and act like a fucking moron and yep. everyone laughs their ass off. I am sick of it. No, I like, get it. I, I understand that these movies, some of these genius movies, the best, some of the best moments are, are from improv. I get that. And I, and I respect it and I love it. But great improv is amazing. Bad improv sucks. Here's the dilemma with improv. And I, I've oftentimes had this conversation with people back when I was doing stand-up and improv in New York City. Improv, to a certain extent, will always be easier than stand-up comedy. And it's not easier in the presentation of the material. It's easier in the emotional trauma that occurs when <laughs> one of them is not good. Well, if sure, because you, you always not, have, yes. Well, I mean, uh, unless you're improving by yourself, you have other people to, to lean on. It's better to people. fail in a group than by yourself. You God can sit right there and be, and in your own head, you can rationalize, put a little blame on somebody else. But like, <laughs> that wasn't me. They didn't pick that up. I was yeah. killing it, you know? Well, so you can- It was, you can do, yes, I sucked. And, and so did so they. Did you, more, more. 
with stand-up, it's all on you, right? But the interesting thing about improv is I oftentimes, it's kind of like, because uh, I've worked in, in the industry, I, I can hear when somebody's doing uh, an audio dub or a voiceover in a scene. I'm like, that audio did not match with that audio. And I know that they recorded that later. <laughs> Unless you know that the joke they're making is improv, it takes a percentage of the funny away from the joke. And the number of times that I've seen jokes left in movies and TV shows that were clearly improv and everybody found funny on the set because they knew they were making it up. Right. But to the audience, we don't have that context. We just think you're putting out the best stuff that you had. And like, if a joke falls flat and it is improv, you, you don't give it that extra bump. You're not like, oh, well, they're making it up. So it's even, now it's funny. It wouldn't have been funny right. if they wrote it, but yeah. I feel, I feel like a lot of times these comedic actors are a lot too happy with themselves. Yeah. Like they're just doing, they're like, wow, that was really good. People are really gonna like that. And then, you know. You talking improv actors? They walk oh, around with yeah, the humorous yeah. where it's like, ah, no problem, no script, not my fault, no problem. Yeah. It's funny or it's not, up to you guys. Like, I don't like you. Do you remember last last episode when I talked about Jeff Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Who is coasting, currently coasting on being Jeff Goldblum? Yes. There are a lot of actors, comedic actors out there right now who are trying to coast on being themselves, but haven't earned it yet. Yeah. And are still trying to just be themselves in the space of whatever comedy they're in and hoping that's enough. I can't think of anything more delusional in my mind than like a couple of comedians who are just trying to be themselves, even though they haven't earned it, and are trying to get people <laughs> to like them even more while they reinforce that they're making all this up as they go along so they should get a little extra comedy boost. The irony is not lost on me, Jared. <laughs> Did you know you were going there as we were getting there? I didn't. I didn't. Are you serious? I thought you were it. walking me down the hallway with it. You're like, and here's the door. Like, wait till you go back and listen to the sentence you said leading into it. I was like, this is the nicest setup he's ever given me. <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review, even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show, or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com.